You're listening to Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast where there's always mahi-mahi for everyone and never any judgment about how you like to enjoy the WWE. Each week, we get together to talk about Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-views and to demand to speak to the manager, Triple H, or Dad, as we like to call him. I'm Abigail. I'm joined by my dear friend Jillian, and we have a lot to cover tonight. We've got SmackDown, we've got Raw, and we've got Backlash. Are you ready for this? Yeehaw! Yes. (laughs) We've got some cowboy discourse. (laughs) I'm very ready. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to propose that we smack it down. Um, You know, I feel like SmackDown kicks off with the draft, and this was something that, like so many things in life, we were really nervous about and that it turned out not to be a big deal. I I have to say that the discourse surrounding the draft like on ret- in retrospect now just pisses me off because yeah. all they did was hype it up for so long. Like, whoa, tag teams can be broken up. This and this can happen. It's going to shake the foundation of WWE to its core. It's like nothing fucking happened. Nobody got broken up. Like nothing interesting happened to me. Like I was just like kept waiting for it to happen and it didn't. And I just like, why are you making such a big deal out of this when you're not doing anything interesting? It was very much like when your high school teachers told you that your conduct and GPA in high school would determine the course for the rest of your life. And yes. eventually you realize, oh, that was a lie. That was yes. a huge lie. I It's just so frustrating because I feel like they did so well on so many things. Mm-hmm. And then the draft was just a big fart. And I think <laughs> part of, I think, why, I think we might have talked about this, but like the... It, it feels so much lower stakes because everybody shows up on every show all the time now. So it's not yeah. like it used to be when uh, now granted, I wasn't watching both shows every week, but I feel like there was less crossover. Yeah. Upon no. a time. So I think we had returned to sort of like there had been a draft, but we were getting back to that wild West place that WWE was before there was any draft at all. Right. Like there wasn't always a draft. Mm-hmm. there was a time when just like whoever was on whatever show and we were kind of sneaking back there and I guess I also don't 100% believe them that they're going to be strict about the draft it doesn't feel yeah like they're being honest about that yeah it also seems a little weird to me that like Bianca and Rhea have like switched brands right but I they know. each have the title but it's like then why do that like I mean, we can talk about it later, but it just seems kind of like a strange choice to have these two titles switch brands right before a pay-per-view where they each have to defend their title. I don't know. It's just so strange. That's It feels strange to me, too. Um, and I wonder if we're going to get, like, I guess the last time they did this, you know, I wasn't watching when it happened, but they had a similar situation with Charlotte and Becky and they did this like exchange where they just handed each other the respective title of their new show and moved on okay and i guess like the general feeling was that people found it hokey and goofy yeah because it is hokey and goofy (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know yeah i i think for me too like the draft worked better for me in the past 
when there were strong general manager personalities attached to each brand. Yeah. So like, are you rooting for GM Paul Heyman? Are you rooting for Stephanie? Are you rooting for Teddy Long? Like, who's the bad guy and who's the good GM and who do you want to mm-hmm. see go where? Like, it's hard to care when it's just like a faceless corporate, hey, we're having this thing with no stakes and no real yeah. outcomes. Like, the fact that they're trying to, the fact that they like set it up like it's an actual draft is just silly to me because like, yes, like you're, you're, you're 100% right. Like they don't ever act like there's multiple people making these decisions, right? It's always right. one, it's Triple H or maybe Adam Pierce. So it's like right. to be like, well, SmackDown draft so-and-so like it's so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, like nobody's I, drafting anybody. Unless I see Stephanie getting angry because she wanted the bloodline and they went to Raw. Like, you're taking all the emotion out of the actual proceedings. It's like attending a quarterly company meeting and they're just, like, throwing these dry numbers. And, like, Brian yep. from our Ohio office is pr- promoted to so-and-so and will be moving to Canton. It's like, no one gives a shit. Yeah, No one gives a shit what Brian is doing. And no one gives a shit about a draft that has no stakes and no personality. And no one gives a shit about Ohio. Well, Ooh, JK, JK, JK. Best of luck to Brian in his new life in Ohio. <laughs> Good luck in Canton. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't... And I mean, we'll touch on the draft a couple more times throughout the night, but we're not going to go through every pick because, quite frankly, it's not that interesting. No. Um, to us, anyway. I mean, congratulations to the NXT superstars who have come up to the main yeah. roster. That's, That's cool. very exciting, but yeah. Thankfully, um, things do get exciting very, very quickly because the Usos appear. I mean, that's always exciting. It's always exciting, and we learn that the Usos haven't learned a damn thing because <laughs> no, Jimmy is like, oh, congratulations, Tribal Chief, on getting drafted to SmackDown and leaving us behind, maybe. What? And Jay is still promising to bring back the tag team titles. It just seems like theater, right? Like meta theater. I mean, because obviously WWE is theater, but it just seems like extra. Like they're just like, if we act really happy, it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Like if we're just, if we're just chill, he's not going to notice that we're really scared. And maybe if he doesn't think we're scared, he'll just decide not to ground us. And this was something that I thought was interesting because we do have that moment where Roman Reigns is drafted to SmackDown. What is it? Roman, Roman Paul, and Solo. Solo. Heyman. And like yeah. the Usos aren't. And like this was exciting for me. This was like, I was like, oh man. Oh man. Yes. Are breaking them up? Oh man. And then, no. <laughs> That's, I was like, they are bringing the spice right out the gate. I am thrilled. 10 of yes. 10. And it was like, well, just wait until Monday because <laughs> anything that you might have thought was interesting about this, we are not committed to at all. And I'm Was also, it? I mean, I guess I'm going to jump ahead a hot second just because like, Do don't, don't Sammy and KO end up on Raw and the Usos end up on SmackDown? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're separated. That, that fucking sucks. <laughs> Like that was the only thing like I cared about and it felt like all of the things I thought might be exciting about the draft didn't happen and the things I was dreading like well one of those did so yeah not not a dream situation I just 
I just don't understand why they're like, hey, everybody, let's take this insanely popular storyline and completely fuck it up. <laughs> like, it's over on I'm, Sunday, kids. Like, I just, I mean, sure, I think you're right. Maybe it, I think there probably will be lots of crossover and the draft will have been just like an exercise in futility. But I don't love that they're, I don't. I don't know. Maybe they're going to come up with something even more amazing, but I doubt it. I mean, we'll see. And I'm also, there's a little part of me that's like, what if we get to Friday and like they show up and they're like, yeah, the bloodline back together. And Roman's like, actually, I executed a trade for you guys to raw because you're kicked out or something, you know, or like if you don't Ooh. get it together on Sunday, it's That'd over and you're not going to be on SmackDown with us. So that would be fun. I, I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen because, you know, it's not my day to be happy, but that could be interesting. But this is, yeah. I think you should put that in your letter to dad this week. I will. You, I will. I'll know? make a note of it along with the fact that I, I really enjoyed when Jimmy and Jay were naming all of the ways that Roman had not contacted them. <laughs> that they was so weird. I mean, I feel like they do this thing where like one of them will list things and the other one will be like, nope, nope, or yes, yeah. yes. It's it's kind of delightful, but I do I like, like that. Solo's like the only smart one in this family because <laughs> the two of them are just freaking clueless. Yeah, he... It was an interesting choice of their introduction to be like, Roma's not talking to us, so we're going to win this for him. It's like everybody in the world is like, oh, sweethearts. No, that's, that's not how this works. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, girl, it's not that he's not calling you because he likes you so much and he's trying to be cool. Okay. <laughs> like, he's not he's giving not you space you. to, like, find yourself. Right. Like, he's not so into your growth. That's not where we are. Yeah. So, um, you know, Sammy says he's not uh, going to try to talk sense into them. And then it's like, okay, but just like for old time's sake, <laughs> like, don't you guys think it's a little weird that your boss doesn't talk to you at all? Like for a month, don't you think that's odd that you haven't heard from him other than in the delivery of seafood products after the show? I keep wondering when KO is just going to be like giving him some kind of ultimatum. Like, if you don't stop talking to them about this shit, I'm out. Right? Like, I can't do it. I, I don't want to be Jey Uso's life coach, Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First of all, we can't afford the fish. All right. Oh, I'm just being real, real with you. We can't afford that. That man has expensive oceanic tastes. I just, I really like that Sammy's like, I just, I just want you to think. And they're like, well, we don't want to. Yeah. So we're but not But he didn't text to. us. So that means we got to work harder. <sighs> so yeah, I, it's very hard for me to watch things like this and be like, yeah. And on Sunday, we'll just be done with it. Do you remember on Wayne's World? Have you seen the movie Wayne's World? Long time ago. Okay. So in the, in the Wayne's World movie... I think her name is Stacy. She gives Wayne a gun rack, and like, there's this whole, as a gift, and he's just like, "This is like the worst." I'm not gonna quote it. He's like, "This is the worst gift. Like, why would you get me this gift?" And like, she keeps like trying to win him over and win him back throughout the movie. And I feel like, like, 
the Usos are as clueless as Stacy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just yes. keep doing stupid shit. That's how They're in the Stacy zone a hundred percent. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I did see him at the mall with another girl, but I'll be honest, that might have been his sister. Yeah. Or his mom. <laughs> you know, like they were probably it, helping him pick out a present for me. Right? He just wanted to get a lady's opinion. And I think it's sweet that they were holding hands. Okay, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> at all. Uh, I don't know. So, I mean, this is where we are. Like, emotions are running high. And later, we're going to see this again backstage when we join the Usos and Paul Heyman. And Paul is giving them another demotivational talk. <laughs> He's really good at demotivating people. I thought he was going to burst a blood vessel in his eye with the way he was just like screaming about what the Usos had to do. Like he was so red. And so it's just like, Paul, don't, you're going to give yourself a stroke. Stop it, buddy. You're not a young man anymore. And I was worried to be with us for many more years. <laughs> he did another one of those, like, I look, the Usos think I'm talking to them, but yeah. I'm really talking to Solo. <laughs> and the Usos are so clueless in the front. They're just like hyping each other up again. It's amazing. I feel like this was the corniest instructing Solo while the Usos think it's for them. <laughs> like this was some vaudeville shit going <laughs> on. Ah, I love it so much. But also, you know, apparently Solo is going, you know, has to murder the Usos tonight. And he seems like just fine with it. I mean, I think we've all been at that point where our cousin's legal and spiritual advisor tells us that to achieve <laughs> greatness, we have to murder our siblings. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm an only child. Hello. I think, wasn't that the, like the Son of Sam story? <laughs> idea, but I suspect not. <laughs> I think Satan was telling him to kill people. Satan, Paul Heyman. I mean, they're <laughs> all his trickster cousin, figures. Spiritual advisor. <laughs> right. We also, uh, here we get introduced to the concepts of, I mean, we've always had the island of relevancy, but now we have the ocean of obscurity. I mean, I guess it, it's a decent metaphor, given that like the island of relevancy is like the safety from the ocean of obscurity, but those are high stakes. I mean, I, I feel like there was a metaphor to be made about, like, there's not going to be any more seafood on the bus. You're going to go be with the seafood Ooh. in the ocean of obscurity. You're going to sleep with the fishes. Mm -hmm. Solo's going to send you there with his thumb. <laughs> You're going to hitchhike. <laughs> <sighs> so we're going to jump ahead a little bit. A lot of things happen, but we have a lot of ground to cover. So, yeah. uh... We're going to come up to a, a small moment, but I think a very nice one. We join uh, Kevin Owens as he wraps up backstage and Sammy dwells. It's <laughs> it a metaphor just... for their whole relationship. It was just so funny. Like, want some tape? No. Okay. <laughs> I love that, like, K.O. tries to give him the tape because he doesn't really know what to do because he's dwelling and stewing. And Sammy's like, you know what? I don't tape. I know. I've never taped. What are you doing? I am curious about taping and like why wrestlers choose to tape certain things that they do. Like I know a lot yeah. of it's for like joint support and stuff, but like yeah. some wrestlers tape their fingers, some tape their wrists. Like I 
you look at solo and his entire like lower half is taped basically i worry about his knees but like i just want to like i want like a big informational dump about like the things that wrestlers do that like are part of their repertoire as athletes and not because of a storyline or something i think with solo you have to remember that taping the thumb begins a lot lower than you might imagine (laughs) it starts at the ankles (laughs) it starts at the ankles if you're really gonna stabilize it as a murder tool he dressed up as a mummy once for halloween as a child and it just really stuck and he just loves the comfort (laughs) of the mummy wrap he's never gotten over it i always remember uh when dad was an active competitor he used to tape like really high on his fingers yeah i was like what is that for yeah like so you can flip someone off in style what are we doing here like does he have like weak top knuckles <laughs> weak top knuckles can we add, dear dad do you have weak top knuckles how are your top knuckles my dude <laughs> sounds like some horrible <laughs> euphemism uh after uh tape gate we have a very exciting moment um we've got the oc and somebody's back AJ's back. back Our guy again. AJ is back. So like the OC is a biker gang now, right? Is that what we're supposed to get from this? Because they were all in leathers and like, I, they're a biker gang. I think that's their aesthetic is like, you know, they really like Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. And they're totally into it. Way to stay relevant. <laughs> Way to stay relevant. Um, also, I just think like, Meechan looked really cute. I like that look for her. She looks like a little baddie. But also it's a good time to remind everyone that luke gallows will always be festus to me no matter what he does it's so weird it's so weird it's so weird to think that like festus was like one of the more respected wrestlers i think like in the indie circuit it's just so strange to me like i'm supposed to take him seriously now (laughs) i i don't want to biscuits and gravy made him a man it's so like it's just such a strange juxtaposition. There's a discord there that I just can't wrap my head around. So the Viking Raiders are not excited that AJ is back. They come out to cut him off. And I wanted to ask you a question about this. Okay. Do you think they interrupted him because the Vikings knew (laughs) that the earth was round? They're like, we have some information for you, Arnold James. I don't know what AJ's actual name is. Uh, Anthony you know, Joseph. I, th- I think his actual name is Lloyd something. What? <laughs> All right, we gotta look it up. AJ Styles. Oh my God! If a- AJ is Lloyd, is way better than Let's Roman see. as Joe. It's not Lloyd. I don't know where the hell I got that from. I'm sorry, AJ. Your name is not Lloyd. His name is Alan Neil Jones. Wow. I s- Alan Neil. Jones. I'll maintain probably forever that I think Seth Rollins made the best glow up with his name from Colby. I think Seth is not a real badass name, but anything is better. <laughs> it's a cheese. Anything is better than Colby. Yeah, and it's not even one of the good cheeses. <laughs> it's just a crap um, cheese. So I guess they're setting up a feud between these folks, I would assume. It does seem that way, which I, I think would be fun. 
I mean, it seemed like the OC buried the Viking Raiders a little, which I didn't love, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also... <laughs> I guess that's the thing, right? When AJ comes back, he's got to look amazing. I, it's got to be tough. I always wonder what... what I Like, I, I kind of hyperfixate on um, the body part that a wrestler has damaged when they come back. Like, I ah. look for, like, any indication. So when, like, at the end, when they were walking away and AJ, like, decided to hop over the top rope or whatever he did, I can't quite remember, he jumped. I was like, oh, no, his ankle. <laughs> like, it was, it's like, maybe he's not ready to come back. Which do you think is stronger, his ankle or dad's top knuckles? Ooh, I thought you were going to ask his ankle or his will to believe that the earth is flat. Um, I think we know which is tougher <laughs> because his ankle is what got screwed up. So I think his, I think his ankle is tougher than top knuckles. That's fair. Yeah. I do think one nice thing if these guys are going to feud is that Valhalla and Meechan will have something to do. Like, that's great. Let's get that going. I wonder if they'll do Freebirds rules because there's four of them and three of the Viking Raiders. <laughs> I support that. I support. Maybe we'll get a new Viking. That would be very exciting. Ooh, that would be fun. Mm, yes. Maybe Edge will join them and grow his hair back out and his beard. I was going to say Edge. That would be really fun. Great freaking minds here in the island of relevancy. <laughs> get out of here, Roman Reigns. We're more relevant. It's true. We are the real head of the table. It's true. Um, moving on, we see longtime favorite of the show, Shinsuke Nakamura, is backstage with Caleb Braxton. He's looking super classy. I love him so much. I love him too. He like sort of radiates good cheer, and he's so great at what he does. He really, really does. He just always looks kind of pleased to be there and kind. Yeah. He has a kind face. He seems like he'd be a great person to grab a drink with and just like talk to about his travels and everything he's seen in the industry. I agree. That would be really do fun. You know, do you know who doesn't agree with you? <laughs> I could take a guess. It's carrying cross that raging dick. Uh, and Scarlet in a trash bag. <laughs> Doing the absolute most. It's like, it's it's serving evil ice dancer. I love their dynamics so much. It's amazing. I mean, I have to put in a good word for that trash bag because if I wasn't already bisexual, it would have been all over for me in that moment. <laughs> you love a trash bag? I love a beautiful woman in a trash bag, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It spoke amazing. to me. I guess Carrie and Cross and I have a lot more in common than I would have imagined. <laughs> Dead horses and trash bags. Mm -hmm. We both love dead livestock and we are very attracted to blondes and trash bags. Can I tell you a quick side story? I had an email from WWE shop, I think, because mm -hmm. I bought that the KO Mania, Sammy Zania, oh, yeah. WrestleZania shirt. And the preview I saw was like, what my brain read was, what would you like to see in the shop? And so I was like, oh my God, this is my chance to like write about Scarlet's tarot cards. And I was so excited and I opened up the email and it was just like a rate your purchase or rate your experience kind of thing with buying from the Ew. shop. I was so disappointed. That's lame, yeah. I I'm, really I'm thought ready. it was gonna be my time. I was so excited. 
Can I tell that you tell you that when you said I got an email from WWE, I was like, <laughs> and you sat on it for how many days? <laughs> was it the cease and desist? Was yes. it something else? What did the they want? <laughs> it just said, please, please stop. Please stop. And I said, Enough. nope, delete. Ah, there will be no mercy and no quarter from this moment. So I'm excited to see what will happen between Shinsuke and Karrion. I think there's going to be a lot of leather. Yeah. Or pleather. A lot of weird looks. I feel like Karrion just kind of randomly attacks people, right? Because I guess the tarot cards tell him who to attack. I think that's the thing. He's probably like trying to get Scarlet to talk strategy with him and she doesn't give a shit. So she's like, let's pull a card. (laughs) She wants it to be fun. tries to make it a game and he's like i love you okay this is what you're into babe it's cool it's fine (laughs) (laughs) so proceeding from this um we go backstage with the usos and paul Heyman tells them that the tribal chief wants the spotlight on them because tonight is the night it's the night solo solo it's the night solo i don't know if you know this but you're supposed to kill them solo tonight it's tonight 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 it's night tonight solo go kill him it's over for them solo tonight because of you tonight (laughs) do you do you think canonically in character that solo is just constantly like you two are the dumbest shits i've ever met i think canonically solo is like everybody in the bloodline is fucking stupid yes yes i also think that that may be what's happening there is he's just like this is insane he's like i'm just gonna pretend like i'm paying Mm -hmm. attention to roman reigns so that i still get the opportunities to go beat people up because that's what i really enjoy solo knows where his bread is buttered and he knows where his mahi is battered yep and it is in the bloodline yep sushi for days sushi for days so this segment leads into uh, what I labeled in my notes as the effing moment I have been waiting for, all caps. Ooh. We've got the rematch between Kevin Owens mm-hmm. and Sami Zayn mm-hmm. and the Usos. Mm-hmm. I really like that the way we came back from commercial break on this made it look like KO had apparently just been shouting at no one the entire time. <laughs> he might have been. It felt very on brand to he me. He does like to shout. <laughs> so, did you feel like this whole lead up with Solo ended up being like super anticlimactic? Yes, I was so mad. I was ready to see him kill them. I was like, why? Why? Like, he's just like, at the end, he's just like watching from afar, like Sam Winchester at the end of season five of Supernatural. Just like, what are you doing there, buddy? You're supposed to go kill some people. I was like, you're going to let one little Matt Riddle screw up your program? Really? That's your plan? Yeah. I. It was weird. The whole thing was weird. I also wanted the match to be longer than it was. I mean, I'm excited whenever these... These all folks wrestle each other. Um, I think it's always funny that, like, it usually happens that KO and Jimmy and Sammy and Jay pair off. Yes. And I'm just like, you know how it works. You know how the universe is meant to be. 
That's OTP behavior right there. It is. Right there. At one point um, during this match, uh, Michael Cole was saying, what a year that these two teams have had. An up and oh no, I'm sorry, it wasn't these two teams. He was talking about Sammy and Jay. He said, What a year these two have had. An up and down emotional relationship <laughs> until things finally fell apart. Yeah. And I was like, Cole Michael gets Cole it. Cole gets it. Yeah. <laughs> he does. I don't know why anybody else doesn't. Dear Michael Cole, you're our dad now. I mean, although he's really into beating children, so I don't know that I want Michael Cole to be my dad. Arguably, if any adult children deserved it, it's probably us. We are real pains in the ass. I don't think we're worse than uh, Dominic. We're also not as funny as Dominic. I mean, dude is funny. We're we're good natured. I suppose that's true. We do have that going for us. <laughs> so how did you feel about the outcome of this match? Were you surprised? Did you expect something different? No, I, I expected them to retain um i think i feel like if they lose the champ the 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 titles like at any point anytime soon i'm gonna lose my mind so for the sake of my sanity i have to believe that they're just gonna keep winning that's pretty much where i am like i especially especially if you're gonna take this whole majestic storyline away from me i really need to keep sammy and ko yeah like i'm I'm trying not to doomsday it, but it just makes me a little bit nervous that they've split these folks up. Like, yeah, I don't, but at the same time, I guess it could still happen, right? Because they still have, they're still the uh, unified universal, whatever tag yes. champs. So, I mean, there's still the opportunity for that crossover, I guess. Well, that's the thing. I think we've got to, we've got to realize that they do have two titles right now. That's got to lead somewhere. There's always pay-per-views that are brand crossovers. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if they'll continue to do brands, not continue to do, but if they'll do brand specific pay-per-views or continue to do crossovers. Yeah, how they're going to work that out. Um, yeah, it's just it's a lot, man. It's a lot. And still, you know, our question that you raised, I think, last week about Night of Champions. Yes, that's looming. Not feeling confident. So Loomising. Loomising. <laughs> Sinister. You know, that reminds me that today, for the very first time, you learned of Dexter Loomis's marriage to Indy Hartwell. Well, I knew they were married. Okay. I thought you didn't know any of that. No, I knew they were married. I just didn't know there was a whole storyline about it on NXT. Sad that I didn't get to see that. I'm just... It, the whole thing really surprised me, I think, because it seemed like... Because, right, I only saw the clips on mm -hmm. that um, reel. But, like, the whole thing kind of surprised me because the vibe felt so, like, early 2000s mm. WWE to me. Like, just so strange to have this kind of, like, public kind of love story and a wedding in the ring. And, like, the like, in-ring wedding is very odd. Yeah. So, that's why I was a little unmoored when I when I saw it, but I did know they were married. And now they're going to be reunited on Raw. I know. How nice. I think that's cute. Yeah. I like that he's still a weirdo around her, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, she clearly loves him for who he is and vice versa, and that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
It's hard it to come by. So if it's all right with you, I'm going to propose that we go ahead and get raw. I'm good with it. Let's do it. All right. So, you know, Raw kicks off the same way that SmackDown did. We've got Dad. He's going to tell us some stuff about the draft, and he's going to launch right into these picks. But uh, first we learn that our buddy Bork Laser <laughs> is not eligible to be drafted because he renegotiated his status as a free agent, ensuring maximum ability to annoy me on any night of the week. Like, I feel like this is – this makes – okay, so – First of all, again, they talked about how this was going to shake the foundation of the WWE. Um, I think it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Tell us how you feel. That Bork can't be drafted and he can show up anywhere. And they're like, oh, he negotiated his contract. All Bork's been doing is like basically telling you to fuck off and he's doing whatever he wants. And like beating the shit out of random superstars, but like, oh, we'll negotiate his contract with him. Like totally ignoring any orders that he's getting. Like fuck everybody. But like, you're right, Bork. We'll negotiate that contract. You can get whatever you want. Yeah, I feel like in real life, Bork Laser would get fired unless he was the CEO's son or something. You know, and then it would be yeah. like, look, Bork has <laughs> behavioral problems, and he's doing his very best. Yeah. I know I will forever be trying to find logic where there is none, but this one just really, I was just so annoyed when I, like, the crowd was so annoyed. Like, yes. they were all just like, boo, this is dumb. I also, I don't know why it matters what show he's on, free agent or not. Dude typically works about 10 dates a year. Mm -hmm. Who gives a shit where he's actually, like, it just feels nonsensical to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, also, they had, like, this whole list of free agents. Yes. And it's, like, I don't know. I He's, like, in this weird, like, mid-zone of free agents. Like, Omas is a free agent. Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, Dolph Ziggler's a free agent. I think Mustafa Ali is a free agent. Like, these kind of randos that you're, like, half seem like they might just be future endeavored and the other half. Yeah our bork laser so i don't really know it's like when you guys say free agent do you mean permanent enhancement talent is that what you mean or is it like you know you have the four hogwarts houses and the kids are either brave <laughs> clever evil or other yeah and these are the other kids yeah i didn't i wasn't sure what they were going for there no, me. And I'm rarely sure what they're going for. So this was a familiar feeling. Um, There was someone else who was a free agent. And I was like, what? Oh, well. I have a handy list of them if you need it. I have a big list that I'm looking at. But I guess maybe it wasn't a free agent. But it was um, Mad Cat Moss has changed his name to Riddick. He used to be Riddick. Okay. Yeah. Was he... Was Madcap a rebranding? Yes. Oh, and it went poorly. <laughs> he got some leader hose in. It was much worse than it is now, to be honest. <sighs> okay. Godspeed. <laughs> All right. Bless you, Madcap. <laughs> so coming out of this, of course, I've now completely lost my place. Here we go. Back Sorry. on schedule. <laughs> uh, Dad then introduces Paul Heyman, uh, that traitorous monster. 
And Paul Heyman tells us that the tribal chief has asked him to take on a bunch of business items. And I felt like this all got very disorganized and I started to get confused. And I was like, Paul, you are, you're losing me sometimes. I don't know what's happening. So at one point he's like, I'll address the Usos in private later tonight. And all I could think of was like in private means backstage in front of <laughs> millions of people. Um, I, the only thing I gathered was like Paul's eyeballing the new title for Roman Reigns, which made me laugh really hard because of what you said last week. Yeah, um, I was cracking up. Did you see his little rainbow pocket square he had? I did. Isn't that nice? It was really cute. I don't know if it was a nod to anything, but I liked that it was a little rainbow pocket square. You know what? I just love in general when dudes embrace a little whimsy and a little color in their garb. I, know, so. I agree. You That's know, why we love Seth. It is. Generally, I think Heyman is a fairly snappy dresser. He is. Mm -hmm. I got to give him that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he had all kinds of things to talk about, but perhaps the most importantly is he starts kind of picking on Seth. Yeah. Got words for Seth Rollins. Yeah, well, because and I think the... Well, I guess, I mean, Seth appears and talks about it, I think, but they had some, Seth and Roman Reigns had some kind of, I, I missed this. I don't think I was watching yet, but they had like some kind of match at some point they did. and like it ended in a disqualification or no decision or something. So like there's this unresolved yeah. stuff. Yes. And of course we know their story goes way, way back. So lots of history yes. between these two. I, I am all for those two fighting. I support it 100%. Um, I don't really care who wins. I just like to see it. I enjoy them together. So, Yeah, I think that's far more interesting than Seth fighting fucking Omas or wow. fighting anybody for the United States Championship or fight, you know, like he, I feel like he's slipping into this weird we don't know what to do with him territory. So I love yep. that they're pushing this potentially new storyline or revival of an old storyline. I like that. Those are my feelings, too. I wanted to ask you, what did you think about Seth's look? Oh, my Monday? God. I loved it. This might have been I my favorite outfit. It. I think this is my favorite outfit. I don't know why I loved it so much. The, when I first saw it, I was like, it looks like it's made of facial tissues. Yeah. And I just thought that, like, one wrong move and his shirt's just going to disintegrate. But, like, I loved it so much. It was so glowingly white. Yes. And, like... I don't know. I just loved it. I Any mean, other it, color, I don't think I would have loved as much. But, like, something about no. the blinding whiteness was so lovely. It had to be white. It was giving, like, Summer Wedding 1984, 100%. <laughs> it had a pussy bow. And, you know, I love when Seth breaks out the pussy bow. It included <laughs> heels. I'm like, dude, you're doing the most. And I absolutely bow. love this for you. It was so great. Like, I loved it. Do you know what else I love during this segment? What? Paul Heyman is trying to call Roman Reigns and I Seth know. is getting everything to say over <laughs> I can't hear my tribal chief. <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. Did you see the <sighs> sign that was someone was holding? It said rubber chicken is the head of the table. Yes. <laughs> the oh my God. It's because, do you remember when... Um, Brock had destroyed Cody and then someone threw a rubber chicken and it was laying like right next to Cody's face. 
I did not see that. Yeah. When the, like when he like just beat the shit out of Cody I, for 10 minutes? I think it was when Brock beat the shit out of him, but I'm going to look it up now because I, I like to that. be right. Let's see. Cody Rhodes, rubber chicken. <laughs> so nope. Weird. It was actually in WrestleMania. Oh. Yep. It the was during WrestleMania? WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania 39. Uh, wow. It was after he got decimated by Roman and uh, someone threw a rubber chicken and it was like laying right next to his face. Oh my God. That seems so, mean. It, it is mean, I think. It's not a very generous thing to do. I don't know why you would do that. Because it's a little. Funny. I wonder if that person got in trouble. <laughs> they were politely asked not to come back and they were like, worth it. Because, I mean, it. people don't generally throw shit into the ring. So I wonder if that's like a big no-no. It is a big no-no. Um, if you've ever seen any old episodes of WCW or ECW, there's lots of shit being thrown at people, and it always makes Ugh. me super nervous. I don't like that. I don't like that either. No, if you. you could throw something, a rubber chicken or anything else, at one wrestler, who would you throw something at? I would throw some shit at Austin Theory. <laughs> That's really fair. I think that's a great choice. Or, or something harder to wash off. Like, ooh, like I'd have a skunk spray him. Wow, that escalated really quickly. Yeah, because then he'd just be stinky all the time. He's already stinky all the time. I know, but it would be like, <laughs> it, it would be metaphorical and literal. <laughs> literal stank. No, I, I can see that. That's a good choice. What about you? I would make one of those little paper hearts that we used to fold in junior high and I would put my name and my number in it and I would flick it at Damien Priest. Oh, see, that's nice. And that's, I didn't think of a that's nice how thing. we'd fall in love. Yeah. yeah. He'd like somehow just snatch it out of midair. Uh-huh. And he'd be really <laughs> delighted. This is like the best self-insert fan fiction I have ever conceived in my life. <laughs> how green are your eyes? <laughs> Oh my gosh, they are like the color of the deepest ocean. They are jade. They are a deep broccoli of a hue. So deep broccoli. Broccoli Lesnar. Oh. It's like it's like the Munch Bunch. Do you remember the Munch Bunch? No. They were like kids books when we were little and every character was like a food. Like there was like runner bean. No, I never saw these. It's the Munch Bunch. Broccoli Lesnar would fit right in. Broccoli Laser. <laughs> you know, I've never really thought I would get a tattoo, but now that Broccoli Lesnar is on the table. <laughs> Let's get matching Broccoli Lesnar. Let's do it. It's a broccoli that has a tattoo of an ugly ass sword oh, on its chest. Oh, yes, please. Uh, with a cowboy hat. So, um,. <laughs> I can't go on now. <laughs> Basically, this goes on and on. We learn that the people of Texas cannot sing on the beat. And eventually, Ugh. Solo has enough of this whole thing. He's not going to let Seth beat up old people. And he comes out. And we mm -hmm. find that Seth and Solo are going to have a confrontation later in the night. Mm -hmm. Which we're going to get to eventually. Yeah, I didn't hate the idea. I was looking forward to it. I was psyched. Um, immediately following this cody rhodes arrives cosplaying as nbc's hannibal lecter i thought he looked like a goddamn encyclopedia salesman like <laughs> oh shots fired like 
later on when we see hbk in his fucking suit i'm like are 1970s suits coming back because i can't yeah. i can't do it like, like cody's suit matched wallpaper that existed in my house <laughs> when i was a tiny tiny child i remember that wallpaper i love that so there you go i mean i didn't like Cody's suit. I did think it was very much something Hannibal would have worn on the show. He's going in the wrong direction. <sighs> he really is. I mean, like, let's go back to the swoopy coats, Cody. Yes. The watch chain and like that real, like, I don't know, like vaguely erotic Willy Wonka look. That's what I'm looking for <laughs> from you. Maybe we need to start a weekly letter to Cody as well. <laughs> Dear Dad, pass this to Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Cody, <laughs> we come to you with nothing but love and concern. Mm -hmm. Please yeah, bring back Swoopy Coat. It's coming from a place of care, right? It's not judgment. It's just, it's a little bit of judgment. I mean, it's a little bit of judgment because we're like dressed in the way we think is hot, but you know. <laughs> Cody, you're an object to us. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> So, and you know, during this interaction, Adam Pierce is like, could you not tonight? Could you be <laughs> chill? And Cody is like, um, my dude, I don't think that I can. Yeah. Which is very funny because a little bit later, Adam Pierce has a very similar conversation with Broccoli Laser. And he's like, <laughs> I need you to promise me you're going to be on your best behavior. And Brock basically says that's unfortunate because I promised someone else I would be on my worst behavior. Yeah. So I just think it's funny that anyone ever tries to talk to Brock because it's not like I he's ever too. like normal. And I think then it's like a very big double standard to be like, look, we know Brock is going to act like an animal. Yeah. But could you be cool? No, nobody yeah. has to behave when Brock doesn't. It's like the entire narrative about um, women's bodies, right? Yeah. Look, we know dudes are horrible tyrants who rape people, but like, can you just make sure that you wear a full body suit so nobody can like tell that you're a person? If you just cover your shoulders and also we can't tell that you have boobs or hips or limbs, that would be really helpful. Never go forward. out by yourself. Don't ever drink any alcohol. Don't ever talk to anybody or smile at anybody or dare flirt with anybody. But you also shouldn't go out without a male protector. Yes. And also, like, you should smile at everyone. Yes. It's very complicated. We don't make the rules. Yes. Except that we do. <laughs> We're the patriarchy. Bum, ba, da, da. I like the idea of a patriarchy theme song. It's pretty great. You'd always know it was coming. <laughs> like an entrance in wrestling. <laughs> oh, and it would be like a conversation with someone and then the theme music starts. Oh, here comes the patriarchy. Oh my god, that should be someone's wrestling name. That would be pretty great. Oh, that'd be amazing. And it would be like Brock Lesnar, like it would just burst in at the most inappropriate times and <laughs> just ruin I think everything. We should change uh, Lacey Evans' name to the patriarchy. I like that a lot. I support that for her. Where right. is she, by the way? She got drafted to uh, one of the shows. Hopefully, it's a show I don't watch. It wasn't Another free network. agency. Mm. 
yeah it wasn't the burn in hell show sadly sad she and uh austin theory headlining every week (laughs) but this little this little confrontation between uh adam pierce and individually bork and cody is going to be important because a little bit later Shawn michaels and adam pierce are trying to do some draft picks they're just trying to get their job done and be normal (laughs) and here comes bork laser and he's got a very important claim that he's very angry about he lets us know that he is the only real cowboy in texas yep thanks for that bork is that really what stands out to you as being the most important thing going on in your life right now (laughs) i think each time he shows up his outfit gets a little more ridiculous like i'm Mm -hmm. waiting for spurs Ooh, you know i think i'm into that like let's go all the way chaps spurs maybe he'll dye his mustache black can like twirl it <laughs> i love that for him so you know adam pierce does not want brock to get out of control so he brings out all these nxt hopefuls cosplaying as security dudes and i just yeah why do we continue pretending that this works can you explain that to me i know it's so silly like there's like 15 dudes out there and i'm like okay in the real world bork could not take down 15 dudes but in the wrestling world obviously he can did you hear that like some young person just absolutely shrieking in the crowd when (laughs) cody interrupted like someone was losing their fucking mind i mean i was also very excited and we didn't have to watch bork doing things anymore so i mean i too will shriek for cody very excited by that change so tired of broccoli laser yeah i think that's fair i'm i'm hoping he goes away for his six to nine months per paul Heyman after this I was really enjoying like the five seconds where it looked like he was going to be a face. You know, he was kind of like jovial and like, I found like that a little more interesting at least, but this is just like the same old crap. He's definitely better for me when he's funny. And right now he's just crabby. Yeah. He's not fun. I also noticed during the segment, if wrestlers started looking behind them ever, (laughs) everything would change. No one would ever be surprised. But Bork, like every wrestler in existence, does not know to watch his six. And as a result, <laughs> Cody takes um, him out a little. Can we talk about the very end? Of course we can. What would you like to talk about about the very end? When Cody's yelling to Bork Laser from the ring. Did you catch what he was yelling? Did you? I him? didn't. What was he yelling? Make me earn it. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's like... Oh. I wrote down i was like um claim that kink <laughs> okay so here's the thing cody i am very into this prospect um but maybe not in your current situation he just was screaming it so red make me earn it like, like whoa if he were still feuding with roman i would 100 percent claim that kink yeah but i don't <laughs> wow i'm really at a moral crossroads here no no we have to shame it i had the question mark claim that king question mark i'm so sad i didn't hear it i have to go Cody doesn't discriminate no he doesn't cody is just out here doing his thing (laughs) i couldn't believe it when he said that i was like whoa i finally get to write down something fun in this interaction (laughs) when do you think he had time to change 
why do you think he bothered to change? For an opportunity to wear his shirt that you can buy in the shop? I don't know. It's a marketing thing. If he's going to introduce a new kink to the chat, he's going to be wearing his own merchandise when he does it. Maybe uh, he gets maximum leg stretchability in his stretchy pants. That's fair. If he likes to be comfortable, I'm not here to judge him. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like this is heating up for backlash. I'm still not very interested, but that's no reflection on Cody. Agreed. Moving on from here, we go on to uh, just two dads doing their best to raise their son, (laughs) Matt Riddle, again. Um, Matt Riddle is doing some cheerleading, and he's so excited they're going to get to hang out all the time together on Raw. KO is the dad who, like, didn't really want the dog in the first place and doesn't want to hang out with the dog that's always around. (laughs) In in this segment, I realized that you are Sami Zayn and I am KO because Sami's, like, happy that he's going to have a new friend and it's going to be awesome. And I'm like, we're going to have to hang out with him all the time. <laughs> we're going to have to see them a lot. How many people will be there? I, I'm not into this anymore. I'm sorry. I'm KO. <laughs> I just I'm want sorry. hot dog legs to have some friends. I mean, I do too. I just, I sympathize with KO. Sometimes you have enough friends. Hot dog legs. Thank you for joining us for the last episode ever of Wrestling is for Girls, a cursed weekly podcast in which my co-host is a sadist. It's true. I don't I don't know if I can go on. I mean, it's just it's too much. You can. You're not you're not sorry at all, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. Anyway, Moving on, (laughs) Matt Riddle comes to the ring with his uh, reluctant parents to take on Jimmy Uso and his resentful brother who makes bad decisions. And Matt Riddle, I think his I think his little trunks were even tinier than the other ones that we were complaining about. They're getting smaller. (laughs) Like there were again some real moments where I was worried we were going to see some scrote and I really didn't want to. No, I don't I don't think anyone's clamoring for that. Maybe that's what he needs some tape for is to tape that all up so that it is not escaping on Maybe national he television. Does. I mean, but how I mean, do you contain is... all that in like an inch and a half strip? Maybe what we need to do is start writing a letter <laughs> to Matt Riddle about what's going on in his extremely small pants. See, this is like more content that I'm curious about. I want about wrestlers taping and wrestlers keeping their junk in place <laughs> might be under the same umbrella. Dear Matt, this is not a purient request. We are very interested. <laughs> How do you keep your testicles in place? Uh... There was a really great spot during this match. It was not <laughs> with in-ring competition where <laughs> Sammy and KO pull one from the history books. They do an Eddie Guerrero. And uh, KO seems that he's going to start some shit with Jay and then falls to the ground pretending to have been injured. (laughs) And Sammy throws Jay a chair and Jay, the thundering dumbass, catches it. And holds onto it. It's just like, 
what's happening and uh he gets ejected it was so magical i laughed really hard i laughed so hard i loved it so much i did not know that that was a throwback that's uh that's Nettie guerrero move um it's great and it was it was a night where our faces did a little heel behavior yeah like, every time shenanigans. anytime an uso cheated they were right there to cheat back yeah it was great like that was it was pretty fun i think like overall i guess i mean i guess that's kind of the vibe right like matt riddle is just like happy-go-lucky dude unless he's in the fight pit but other than that he's pretty like happy to be there so i feel like the vibe around the whole match needs to be kind of goofy i think matt riddle is an interesting vibe right because he can be like he can do the brutal no holds barred co like competitor thing but then he also has these colorful animals that explode when he comes <laughs> out so i guess like embrace your differences and you know just be who you are matt riddle he's multifaceted a lot of layers to that man it's true he's a fascinating man so later we go backstage and uh Paul Heyman is talking up solo about killing Seth Rollins and how that's <laughs> their plan for the evening when Jay appears and uh, Jay is not happy. I really liked this. I like that. He was like, where the fuck were you solo? Like, why weren't you out helping Jimmy? Because yeah. you know, he needed help. I like this. It's nice to see Jay show a little spine. And a little like reasoning. <laughs> yes. Critical thinking. Yes. I and... really like um Jay makes this face that he makes it all the time where it's kinda like a man kind of face. <laughs> you know, like it kinda like <laughs> scrunches up his face a little bit and looks like mad. I love it. It's so funny. It's such a cute little face. I feel like to be Jay Uso is to be perpetually disappointed in almost everyone you know, including yourself yeah probably it's not easy not he easy. just wishes he could be back with the mahi mahi i mean i get that right sometimes i just want to go eat my fish in peace too mm -hmm. so we're gonna jump ahead a little bit to a match that you know clearly the match of the night maybe <laughs> the match of the year strong contender probably gonna see these two at a wrestlemania at some point we've got omas with uh, the hot new bombshell in the villa, Anthony <laughs> Alanis. I, so like, I laughed so hard because I have to give Corey credit. Because he <laughs> just was like, at one point, like, the matches, like, he was getting beaten up by Omos or something. And Corey was like, it's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. <laughs> I was dying. It made me so happy we have to give Corey credit where credit's due like yeah. he committed he really did he kept it coming he brought the black flies and the chardonnay i mean <laughs> i i have to wonder though about this like why are we having a squash match for omas because omas has already proven that he's a formidable opponent i mean yes. bork Broccoli Laser Lesnar like barely beat him at WrestleMania and yeah. like he's been smashing dudes up for a while. 
this just felt really weird to me. Well, I think, look, I don't think you're going to get a lot of great matches out of Omos. Is he the no. worst ever? No. Is he close to the best ever? Also, no. <laughs> so I guess this is what we feel like we have to do to wheel him out and remind everybody that he's big and scary as if you couldn't tell by, you know, looking at him. Yeah. It's just a little silly because I don't know. Like he's wrestling Seth at Backlash. Like we know that match is coming. So you don't need to yes. like, and we, we know his history. He's tough. So I don't know that you need to have like Anthony Alanis Morissette out there getting, getting pummeled. Do you think that as the plane crashed down, he <laughs> thought, well, isn't this nice? <laughs> He thought Omas was the man of his dreams, and then he met Omas's beautiful wife. MVP. <laughs> I don't, I guess the thing is like, Omas never gets it done on the big stage, right? Like, he's yeah. like a middle school bully. As long as he's picking on the littler kids, he does great. Well, Seth, compared to Bork, is quite small. So, you know, maybe, I don't know. But I, I feel like if it's somebody who's established, if it's somebody that we know is like a main event guy, yeah, a big match winner, Omas does not have a lot of... No. Maybe he's going to squash Seth. I don't know. I will be displeased. I guess like only time will tell. You know, we're going to have to wait to Sunday to find out. I am not waiting with bated breath. Nope. Something I was waiting for bated <laughs> breath uh, was to see the Judgment Day. Um, we get to hear from the Judgment Day. They all have very interesting things to say. Um, mm -hmm. I like that Damien was like blowing up Rhea a little bit. Like, she's the champion. She's yeah. the best. Very nice. Uh, we learned that Mommy is always on top. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> And we learned that nobody is happy to see Dom Dom ever. That was incredible. It's so great, wasn't it? I just like I loved it. Like he did such a good job in that moment. Like it like it was great. It was so much fun. It, he is very, very good at playing the crowd that way. It, yep. It's wonderful. I also really liked when Rhea was talking about how she was going to make Zelina regret everything she's ever done to her, which included offenses like wrestling her in matches and standing <laughs> up for herself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, she stole my headdress. <laughs> everyone in the Judgment Day is absolutely nuts. Oh, completely. And I love that. It's I great. I really love it. So... Were you shocked that Dominic's dad and his friends were here? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. I mean, we knew this was coming, right? Yeah. I think, you know, this is a fortuitous uh, thing from the draft is that Dominic is going to be away from his dad. Yeah. I think it's time for Dom Dom to be his own person. I agree. I would like something else interesting to go on with him. I feel like this has had its time and it's time to go. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, we've gotten the whole story from start to finish. And now I don't know what's next for him. Probably annoying some other face to a really intense degree. But yeah, maybe he'll 
Maybe he'll uh, go up against Austin Theory. Oh, wow. I mean, that would instantly make me the biggest Dom Dom fan. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't it be great? I hope he brings back Prison Hard Dom for that. Sure um, takes it to him. I have a new product idea for the WWE shop. Ooh. I would like Santos to make a whistle to put in the WWE shop because he like does that really like amazing whistle that's so yeah yeah I want to be able to whistle like that dude is just good at a lot of things like a lot of niche talents he's good at hair braiding he's good at weird whistles he's extremely good at flippy wrestling yeah he's multifaceted he is did you did you notice how like the match between um LWO and the Judgment Day begins and Rhea immediately wants to fight Ray. I loved that so much. And then later she like bench presses him. Yes! That was I incredible. love that energy. So good. Like that was amazing watching her just like lift him up above her head. Yes, just manhandle him. That was crazy. I loved that it. That was good stuff. I was very disappointed when she was like, let's go, Ray. And then Zelina jumped in. I was like, come on. Stop ruining my excitement. It's like you cannot hide behind this tiny be crowned lady, Ray. You you need to face the music She's and so let her destroy tiny. you. She's so small. I love it. She is super small. Was there anything else about this one that I glossed um, over? I loved the promo that Damien cut um at the end against about Bad Bunny. Ah, yeah. Um when he just like I loved it because he just like spoke Spanish for like five minutes and he didn't then switch into English to translate everything he said like I yes. just thought that was pretty fucking cool because I was like good good all the Spanish speaking fans good like that's fun and I was sitting there like because <laughs> I speak Spanish and I was like listening and Puerto Rican Spanish is different than Peruvian Spanish which is what I learned they have a different accents and everything and like i caught most of it and i was like translating for uh my spouse while we were watching i was like okay i missed that part i missed that part i missed that part i was like oh he said he's gonna punish him (laughs) it was fun i always like to make a lot of the fact that i got a really high grade on my spanish regents exam in high school so my sweet husband will occasionally ask me if i know what is being said and i was like he said he was I think he said he was going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's that is absolutely. He didn't talk about La Biblioteca, so honestly, no, I have no idea what is happening. Uh, I, he's not going to the supermarket. I've got that much. <laughs> like a hundred percent, my leftover Spanish is that scene in Bridesmaids where she's like, La Biblioteca, y la Iglesia. <laughs> like i just don't know anything but he always tries and it's really loving that's very sweet i love that (laughs) so after this we move backstage uh kathy kelly is interviewing cody rhodes who has redressed i think the look is better without a tie yeah i guess (laughs) i'm not saying it's good i'm saying it's better I I'm just like I don't know I whatever it's fine it's fine and uh Cody you know goes off on Brock a little bit he's resentful about the free agent thing Mm -hmm. 
maybe because you know with the draft cody has been stripped of his opportunity to go after roman again yeah i was kind of hoping that he would expand more on the make me earn it thing that he said um before but he kind of didn't i mean he's just basically like he has to win right he says i have to win otherwise i have to start over he's not going to the back of the line i don't love his chances i know we're going to talk about backlash predictions so i don't want to get too heavily into it here but i don't love his chances because bork's the fucking golden boy i think that's the thing i think with vince at the helm when it comes down to brock lesnar he's always going to be like i think we should have brock win to the point that i've read some articles about times in the past where brock was really frustrated because he was slated to lose for reasonable storyline reasons and ended up at the last minute like no you're gonna win oh bork is reasonable yeah i mean i'm not saying he's always reasonable but it sounded like he was frustrated because they'd done work in storylines to build like roman reigns was one of those people like they'd done work in a storyline to build him up and then it all got thrown away and i I mean let's face it bork's matches are not classics unless you are really into like fast high impact smash and it's over yeah so if you do all that work yeah that would be frustrating do you know what else i really enjoyed about this segment before i move on what the um you know they were standing in front of some sort of poster or sign and on it was a young triple h yes slightly misaligned it was so weird seeing him without a beard i know the ghost of dad past looked on sadly yeah i like bearded long hair triple h he's got a face for a beard and i mean that in the most loving way possible (laughs) dad rock the beard what a backhanded compliment yeah it wasn't nice was it (laughs) anyway (laughs) no one ever said we were nice yeah that's true so we're gonna skip to the end here because it was you know one of the more exciting things that happens in the remainder of raw we've Mm -hmm. got solo sokoa versus Mm -hmm. seth rollins solo aka jason Voorhees. (laughs) did you hear that no Oh, Graves was like, Solo's like Jason Voorhees. Apparently because he just keeps getting up and walking. And okay, goes. that I'll give him. Um, My favorite part was when KP said eating out the inside of someone's mind and Graves said, this is a family show, KP. <laughs> you know, I got to give it to Graves. He on was Monday. on fire. He was on fire. And I, I think we should also take a moment you know Corey graves is not always a friend of the show because we are picky bitches who think we could do better yeah but we should congratulate Corey and carmella they Mm -hmm. are expecting a baby Mm -hmm. and it's extra nice because they had lost a baby so this is probably a very happy time for them yeah so we're gonna bury the hatchet for one night only and best wishes to both of both Corey and carmella yeah i hope it all goes well yeah bless bless um one of my favorite things that happened in this match was that when everyone started singing seth's song solo covered his ears <laughs> he didn't want to hear it he was like had oh, it's an earworm get out <laughs> what did you think about this match um it was kind of i guess what i expected i don't know there wasn't anything like holy cow about it and like you know as usual the usos come out and then ko and sammy come out and like it was just kind of it was what i expected 
it felt like a placeholder and it made me think that I would love to see those two actually feud. It'd be great. Like if you came from a place of solo is this sort of like arrogant young contender who is very, I mean, he's only been dealt one defeat and he thinks he's on top of the world. And Seth mm -hmm. is the sort of wizened, like he's been around, he's won and he's lost. I think they could do a good program together. Seth is a fisherman. Solo is someone who wants some fish. They're both just out there in the ocean of irrelevancy or obscurity. My mistake. <laughs> no, I think that would be a really fun feud. Although yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm busy wanting him to feud with um, Roman Reigns. So, well, Solo has to get in line, right? I mean, you can't. And plus, you know, now it's not going to happen because, you know, the draft has dashed all of these dreams. Uh, are Seth and Roman on different shows? Yeah, Seth's on Raw. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> can't always get what you want my friend then why even set up the possibility Ugh. i know okay. it's it's a little heartbreaking stupid so that leads us to our favorite part of any pre-pay-per-view show whoop, 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 whoop. it is time for the most accurate informed well-considered backlash predictions that you are likely to receive p-r-e D-I-C-T-I-O-N-S predictions. It's time. Okay, we're going to have to like cut that out and use it now every time. That's wonderful. <laughs> I write jingles in my spare time. So that's how I can fun. be a full-time podcasting serious journalist. <laughs> Makes you sound like one of the people who turns up on House Hunters. Oh, like, yeah. I'm a part-time jingle writer and my husband <laughs> is a stamp collector and our budget is $6 million. I need a room where I can write jingles. My husband needs a room where he can collect stamps. We need seven bedrooms, mm -hmm. eight and a half baths, a five car garage, and a mother-in-law suite. It would be helpful if the pool was both indoors <laughs> and outdoors, and also at least partially subterranean. I would like a lazy river, mm -hmm. a butler's pantry, Maid's quarters and a maid. You can buy those at House Hunters, right? I can buy a maid. You just have to go to Home Depot and she's <laughs> going to be in the lumber section. It's lumber and then house cleaners. That'd be so creepy. Can you imagine? <laughs> yes. Ugh. In our corporate hellscape, yes. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to go through this card and we're going to share our predictions. We're going to start with Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in a San Juan street fight. I mean, it's got to be Bad Bunny, right? I like, feel like it has to be Bad Bunny, yes. But it just seems like too... I don't know. There's too much bravado about like, I'm coming to your house, Bad Bunny, and I'm going to kill you. And Bad Bunny is like the famous superhero star, so I just feel like Bad Bunny has to win. Unless they want to drag this out to to SummerSlam. I mean, I feel like Bad Bunny probably has better things to do. Maybe. I don't know. He's got Maybe a lot of money, I'm sure. That's true. I don't know. I mean, I agree with you. I think, I mean, I feel like you're going to get like Judgment Day and LWO involvement and ultimately yes. Bad Bunny will come out on top. I just, <laughs> just looked at my notes and I, instead of Bad Bunny, I wrote Bad Buddy. <laughs> is a totally different wrestler i mean according to damian priest he is a bad buddy <laughs> bad buddy 
is the sidekick of the patriarchy wrestler. <laughs> they ruin everything. Together. <laughs> Up next, we've got one I know you're excited about. Seth Rollins versus Omos. Um, yeah, I'm going with Seth. I I'm also really, went with Seth. I'm going to be super mad if like Seth is like suddenly jobbing to anyone, let alone Omos. So, I mean, nothing personal, Omos, but you're boring. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like, not really looking forward to this match. This no. will be a good time to make some snacks. I feel like it's going to be like, they keep calling Seth the clown, right? Like, now they keep, like, Paul Heyman's like, he's a clown. Mm-hmm. We got to kill the clown. So I don't know if this is going to be, like, one of those matches where it's, like, hilarity. Like, Seth jumps on Omos's back and, like, uh, you know, tries to fight him that way or, like, hijinks ensue i don't know i'm just i, I don't I, I just feel like it's going to be embarrassing to watch I, I really want him to jump on his back and go ah. <laughs> that's uh. my dream now uh, slightly more exciting up next we've got rhea ripley defending the smackdown women's championship against Zelina vega so i chose rhea because i have to but i think mm. The other thing I thought of was, like, if they're trying to get, like, I don't know, clever Zs about swapping the titles from Raw to SmackDown and vice versa, like, do they have Zelina win and then Rhea starts a feud with Bianca to get her title back to Raw? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but I, I expect Rhea to win. I also expect Rhea to win. I think that she is way too hot right now to not win. Yeah. I also do not see Zelina in a legitimate title push, you know, like. No. This is a thing where it's like, you know, we're going to a place that Zelina comes from, a place where her cultural origins are. So it's like special to see her face Rhea Ripley. But if we were having this pay-per-view in, like, Pittsburgh, I don't know that she would be the choice. No, she wouldn't. Because there wouldn't be any meaning behind it, and there wouldn't be any, like, believability. It's the meaning of the match that makes you think, oh, Zelina, maybe you can do it, you know? Which is also kind of shitty, because, like, it sucks that, like, Zelina gets the title shot just because they're going to Puerto Rico. It's like... I don't know, maybe give her a storyline so she could have some interesting stuff elsewhere. So it's not just like, oh, hey, hometown hero, you know, even like, yeah, I don't know. I think it would be great if Zelina was coming to this in a built up storyline where she'd really Mm -hmm. been able to showcase her character development and what she can do in the ring, because I really like Zelina Vega. I do too. I wish she was getting this opportunity with someone other than Rhea Ripley, where you felt more like, oh, maybe she's got a really good chance, even if she ultimately wasn't going to get it. Like it's, yeah. With that being said, as much as I like Zelina, I'm going to be pissed if Rhea loses. Yes. No, that that's fair. I I want mommy to stay on top for sure. Yeah. So the way you feel when I say mommy on top is how I feel when you say hot dog legs. Hot dog legs. You're a monster. I know. After this match, uh, we've got Bianca Belair defending her Raw Women's Championship against Io Sky. 
Gotta go with Bianca. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that EO is the one to take the title. I kind of agree with you, which in a way makes me sad just because Bianca has had a gloriously long run. Yes. And I love EO and I really think she deserves a big push. But I mm-hmm. wonder if what will come out of this is that Bailey somehow compromises the match for EO and then she goes on to feud with Bailey. EO and Bailey? That would be cool. I'd be into that. Yeah, I I think that could be really fun. I mean, clearly damage control is slowly imploding, right? I guess. I mean, I keep expecting it to happen and it doesn't. Well, I mean, Bianca was laying it on pretty thick on Raw. You yeah, know. she was. So I feel like we're getting there. We're just, we're laying the groundwork one brick at a time. Yeah. This so, one yeah, might I, also drag out to SummerSlam. Nothing really will conclude until SummerSlam. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> After this match, we've got one that I personally am not looking forward to. There's a lot <laughs> on this card that I'm not that excited about. I know. Um, we've got a United States Championship match with Bronson Reed versus Bobby Lashley versus the true people's champion, Austin Theory. <laughs> So I went with A-Town Clown. I think, I just don't know that either of these dudes take the title from him because for whatever reason, he gets to win all the time. No, I think that's fair. I Someone somewhere is invested in Austin Theory. Yeah. I mean, this is like the same setup, but with boring wrestlers as the like, Drew, Seamus, Gunter situation, right? Because yes. if Bobby or Bronson tag, uh, pin or submit the other one, they win. Right. Is there is this a no DQ at all? Do you, I don't think it is, right? I don't have that information, but I don't think that's the case. I see Austin Theory like getting a getting a disqualification so he can retain. If, Absolutely. If he can't like just outright win. Yeah, I I guess I feel like. You know, we're not putting Bobby Lashley in a place where I feel like he's going to take the title. And Bronson Reed feels pretty new to us at this point. It's hard yeah. for me to picture him winning this match, but. Have you looked closely at like the, you know, the image where they have like the still image of wrestlers where they're showing them like coming up next, you know, and have yeah. you seen Bronson Reed's like, have you looked at his facial expression? No, I don't think I've really paid attention. He looks like he's just smelling something really gross. Like, can you believe how bad that smells? It's like that face. So next time you get a chance, like, look at it. It doesn't, it, he's trying to be grumpy face, but it really looks mm-hmm. like something stinky face. That's wonderful. I will check that out. And I hope he stops smelling whatever it is very soon. Yeah. It's probably Austin Theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's the shit that I threw at Austin Theory. Uh, poor Austin. After this match, we do have what I came for. Uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Matt Riddle versus Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, and Solo Sokoa. What are your predictions, ma'am? Um, I gotta go with my boys. I gotta go with KO, Matt, and Sammy. I I have to warn you that my next two picks are entirely built on emotion and not any sense of logic. And yes, Sammy, KO, and Matt Riddle. Although I think they stand a great chance to win this. I... I mean, it's not a title shot, so they could very well lose it because I don't think they're going to like try to change hands, change titles or anything. Um, so like from that aspect, I could see 
the Usos. Yes. And Solo winning, but um, I have to go with my heart. For me, more likely is that they lose, that either Jimmy or Jay gets pinned and Solo brings out the thumb. I mean, I feel like they need to redeem themselves after that turd of a uh, showing we saw the other night from Solo doing fuck all. I just that's my feeling though is like he's gonna be carrying the load doing the heavy lifting one of them is gonna get pinned and then you know Paul Heyman will get the call yeah I mean I don't know how many calls Solo's gonna get before he actually does something and how they're gonna like tease this before he actually like beats the shit out of one of the Usos look it's not easy to thumb your brother to death it's Solo a hard seems to thing. have zero qualms about it. If you had to guess how old Solo was, how old would you guess? 35. He's 30. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought he was younger. I was surprised he was oh. 30 already. How old are the Usos? That's a great question. I don't. I think they're quite a bit older. I'm so dumb. I was like, I don't know which one is older. Well, one of them has to be older. They didn't come out at the exact same time. That's true. Imagine that. Well. Unless it was C-section, they just popped them both out at the same time. That's true. These things can happen. All right. Hang on. I've got this information. Okay. The Usos are 37. Oh. Yeah. Okay. There's. I thought there was like something like a seven-year difference between them. They're much closer than I thought they were in age. I don't know. We were both wrong. I mean, that's nothing new. <laughs> that is pretty typical. So <laughs> that brings us to our main of what I assume is going to be our main event. Um, uh, we've yeah. got Cody Rhodes versus Bork Laser <laughs> in a who's a real cowboy match. Um, I chose Cody because the heart wants what the heart wants. Amen. Yes. I don't care what reality says. I need Cody to win. I don't ever imagine a situation where I'm going to choose Broccoli Laser unless it's maybe against like Austin Theory. If it's somebody that I don't have an emotional attachment to, I will do the pragmatic thing and choose Brock. Yeah, but I'm emotionally attached to Cody. I'm hella invested in Cody, so yeah. yeah. So I think I think we had the exact same picks the whole th- I think this is the first time. We're like so in sync. We're either going to be really right are really wrong well you know uh this time next week we'll be right back here either facing the music about our bad decisions or gloating gloating hard <laughs> i feel like even if we had one right we'll be gloating hard yeah it, it doesn't take a lot of victory for me to become very very obnoxious i'll be like i told i told you i knew the answer to that match because i saw it in the tarot cards Mm-hmm. We pulled the squash match tarot card, but it was upside down, which is how Seth won. And that's all there is to it. <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, I, I always love a pay-per-view, so it'll be fun. Yeah, I feel like even the worst pay-per-view in the world, which I don't think this will be by any stretch of the imagination, is still a pay-per-view. It's still a good yep. time. It is a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Is there anything else before we uh, put this one to bed that you wanted to share? Tangentially related to the Usos, I found out that Naomi, who is 
married to our dear Jim Uso <laughs> of Jim Uso's used cars. Naomi and Jim. In Ferndale. Um, <laughs> she's on Impact. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I think she just kind of joined. Yes. So I'm just like, <sighs> they just keep getting like people. On... Impact's an AEW thing, right? No, Impact's its own thing. It used to be TNA and now it's Impact. How many fucking wrestling shows are there on TV? 3,000. There's so much wrestling I want to watch because I, I want to watch AEW because there's so many faves of mine over there. And now Naomi is back and I love watching her. I hope she has her glowing shoes, although she's um, uh, Trinity. Yeah. Which is her real name, isn't it? Yeah, I believe yeah. that's her real name. So that's exciting. Yeah, I am. I'm happy for her. I'm glad she's somewhere where she feels appreciated. Yes. So anyway, I thought that was nice because I like to know where people are. It's true. And we love and support her. And uh, good luck, Trinity. Send me some shoes. Yeah, I would really like some light up shoes. I would fucking wear the shit out of those shoes. <laughs> so uh, on that note, we're going to say thank you for joining us again for Wrestling is for Girls. As a reminder, we release new episodes each week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. And when you visit any of those destinations, you can also find all of our past episodes. If you're curious about like just how long we've been obsessing about something or how long we've been hating Austin Theory, all of that is available to you. Um, happy Backlash. Uh, have a wonderful week. And remember, nobody gets to decide if you're a real cowboy except for you. 